One of the main stories of Parashas Chayisara is Eliezer's journey to find a wife for Yitzchak, how he goes to Haran, how he davens to Hashem by the well, they should find Rivka, and how he successfully brings her back to complete his mission. If we look at Eliezer's tefillah, he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm davening in the schos to chesed with my master Abram. I'm waiting by the well and it should be that the girl who comes out and I ask her for a drink and she says, drink my master and I'll also give you a camel to drink. That's the proof that you've chosen her to be a wife for Yitzchak. She's shown that she's someone who does chesed. She's shown that she's somebody who's willing to work hard to do chesed. A worthy lady to enter the house of Abraham Avinu. And to us, it looks like a beautiful tefillah. And yet we see that when the Gemara talks about the tefillah of Eliezer, the Gemara in Tainus and Amudalif, the Gemara says there is a tefillah which the Gemara calls one of the people, Shashonu Shalai Kahagin. The way Eliezer davened was not proper, not correct. What was wrong with Eliezer's tefillah? And Gemara says, Eliezer specified that the girl should be the one who would be willing to give him to drink and his camels to drink. But maybe she would be a chageris. Maybe she would be a summa. She might be blind. She might be lame. And therefore, the tefillah shaloyka hagen. And I want to ask you two questions, Rabbi Say. They both disturb me a lot. The first question I want to ask, and it's not just my question, the Rishani Maria asked the question, Tesis asked the question, and that is, what Eliezer asked for was that he should be the one to approach the girl. And he is going to ask her, please give me to drink. And she needs to respond by saying, I'll give you to drink and even your camels to drink. If that's the case, it's not a shot in the dark. Eliezer can decide who to approach. And if he sees a girl waving her hands because she's blind, or pushing herself in a wheelchair because she's lame, he's not going to ask her. So why was that a mistake in his tefillah? That he didn't think of the possibility she might be lame, she might be blind. Eliezer was relying on the fact that I'm going to approach a girl. So I'll be able to see if she's lame or she's blind. How is she going to draw water if she's blind, if she's lame? Like I said, it's a question that Rishanim already asked. But I'd like to add a question of my own as well. And that is, imagine Rabbi Yisrael for a moment. Imagine that you are trying to find, you are a Shadchan and you're trying to find information about a certain young lady, a Shidduch for a certain young man. And you'd call up. And you'd say, you know what, the family that I'm looking for is a family of Bali Chesed. It's very important that the lady should be somebody who appreciates Chesed, somebody who does Chesed. What are her midas like? What's the Yerush Shemaim like? What's her Emunah like? I'm looking for a very special person. I need it to fit the family of Avram Avinu. And imagine you found all that information. Think, what? Sounds like a wonderful Shidduch. Oh, but you didn't ask, does she have two eyes? 
Does she have two legs? Does she have two hands? And the answer is, why not? Because that's taken for granted. Any normal girl has two eyes and two legs. Any normal girl, it's understanding that she's not that she can see and she can walk. What I'm going to mention is what's beyond that. What's exceptional that I'm looking for? What's out of the ordinary? But it's understood, of course. I'm not going to look for somebody who's in some way disabled. And if that's the case, of course Yitzchak wants a normal girl for Yitzchak. Eliezer wants a normal girl to marry Yitzchak. Eliezer is saying what needs to be beyond the norm. What needs to be exceptional about her. That it's not just a regular girl to marry a regular boy, it's somebody for Yitzchak Avinu. And if that's the case, is there something wrong about the fact that he only mentions what he needs to be unique? But before we answer the question, we'll look further in the Gemara and we see that Eliezer wasn't the only person who is labeled with having davened the Tfilah Shalaika Hagen. Davened in a not proper way. The Gemara says Shal HaMelech did the same thing. Shal, as the king, he had a problem. The Plishti army was confronting the Jews and they had a giant of a man, a monster called Goliath. And Goliath kept threatening to attack anybody who was willing to stand up to him. And no one was willing to try. And Shaul proclaimed to whoever was willing to, to go to battle against Goliath and defeat him, he's offering his daughter the princess in marriage. And says the Gemara, this was also Shalaika Hogan. Because maybe the person who would go forward to fight Goliath would be a mamzer, maybe be an evet. Somebody who's not allowed to marry the daughter of a king. And there was also Shalaika Hagen. And here too we can ask the same question. Firstly, nobody was going to fight Goliath without the king's approval. When David Amalek presented himself, so first Shaul had to agree that he would be allowed to fight Goliath. And if that's the case, Shaul was leaving the door open for himself. He can decide, does he, is he going to allow the candidate to suggest himself to fight Goliath? Is he going to allow him to be the one to go to battle? And if it's necessary for him to ascertain the yichus and the kashras of the person who's willing to fight, he can do that then. Why is it a tefillah like a hagen? And secondly, Shaul understood that it's not going to take just a, a muscle man to fight Goliath. He was a giant. It's going to need somebody who has chosen. And if that's the case, then it's somebody who would deserve to marry the king's daughter. Why would somebody who is possible, so to speak, from marrying a Jew have the chosen to fight Goliath? But the Gemara is not yet done. The Gemara talks about a third person who also was Shail Shalaika Hagen. And that was Yiftach. Yiftach led the Jewish army to battle against Bnei Amon. And he davened to Hashem before going to battle, Hashem, please make me successful in this battle. And if you do in return, I'm going to bring a carbon. I'm going to bring a carbon of the first thing which comes out of my house. And the Gemara says, even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered Eliezer favorably, and the girl he found was Rivka, who was the perfect Shalech for Yitzhak. 
And Hashem answers Shaul favorably. And the man who stood up to fight Goliath was David Amalek. But when it came to Yiftach, it ended tragically. The first person, the first thing to come out of his house was his own daughter. And that also needs an explanation, and this has been discussed by many, many Mephosha. And that is, what was the difference between the Tefillah of Eliezer and the Tefillah of Shal? That they, even if there was something missing in their Tefillah, they were nevertheless answered positively, whereas when it came to Yiftach, he wasn't. The truth is we've already given an answer. And that is, Eliezer's tefillah was still up to him. He said, the girl that I approached to ask, and therefore he would be able to see, is she a summer, is she a chigeris, is she blind or is she lame? Shaul, he had to approve whoever was going to find God, yes. And therefore, he would be able to ascertain then, is this person a kosher Jew? Whereas Yiftach, once he made the offer, there was nothing he could do to determine what was going to come out of his house first. And if that's the case, he had no say and no ability to influence what the carbon was going to be. So the chiluk is a good chiluk. But I want to suggest something deeper than this. And to do that, I want to first learn another Gemara. The Gemara in Brachas and the Yudam base. And the Gemara there is talking about the time in history when the army of Sancheriv, the army of Sancheriv numbering millions of soldiers, was surrounding Yerushalayim. Chizkiyahu, the king, was completely besieged. He didn't see any way physically possible that in war he would be able to be victorious over Sancheriv. What did he do? He strengthened the Torah learning of all the people. The Gemara says in the Dara Chizkiyahu there wasn't a child who wasn't proficient in the halachas of Tamar But nevertheless, he saw the signs of of Sancheriv's army. He doesn't know how in the world he's going to go to battle. And he goes to Davin to Hashem. And he says, Hashem, please have mercy on me. Zuchar Hashem salachti lefanecha. Hashem, remember how faithfully I walked in front of you. How I brought Klai Yisrael to the entire. And save us, save Yerushalayim from Sancheriv. And on that, Hashem's response to him was, what the Navi told him, Hashem heard your tefillah. Hashem says, I'm going to protect the city. Not in your merit, Cheskiyo. But in the merit of David Amalek. And that the Gemara says, that A person davens and expects Hashem to answer him in the merits he has. Then even if he is going to get answered, but it's totally in He gets answered in the schos of somebody else. Whereas, the Gemara says, if when a person davens and he davens b'schos he davens Hashem should answer his tefillah in the schos of others. So then tell him that It could be that Hashem will answer him in his own schos. And the example the Gemara gives for that is when Moshe Rabbeinu davens for Klai Yisrael after the Eglazov. Klai Yisrael who threatened by being, dis- by being destroyed after the Egel. And then what was Moshe's tefillah? 
Hashem dischos of Avram Yitzchak for Yaakov Zachar. Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov Avadecha. So Moshe asked, Klai Yisrael should be spared in the Tzchos of the Avos. And Moshe's Tfilah was answered. And Klai Yisrael was spared. But the Pasuk tells us, Vayemel HaShmidah, Lole Moshe Bechira. That Hashem wanted to destroy them if not for Moshe. Moshe was credited with saving Klai Yisrael. What's this Gemara meant to mean? That a person who asks to be saved in his Tzchos, is saved in other people's Tzchos. What's the case? Does he have this chos or doesn't he have this chos? If he doesn't have this chos, then how did he dare ask? Hashem should save him in his chos and he doesn't have this chos. And if he does have this chos, then he does deserve to be answered. So why shouldn't HaKadosh Baruch save him in his chos? And if that's the case, then let's look at the story of Chizkiyahu. And let's ask the question, did Chizkiyahu have this chos to be saved from Sancheriv? And if we look at the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, the answer is yes. The Gemara brings the Pasuk, that the oil that Chizkiyahu lit in the study halls in the Batei Medrash every night that people would sit and learn, was able to outweigh the, the armies and the soldiers of Sanhedrin. So Chizkiyahu did have this chus. And if that's the case, what did he do wrong by asking? What did he do wrong by saying, Hashem, in the schus that we have, save us? The Hashem responded, I'm not saving him in your schus. But the man, David Avdi. There's a very famous vote of the Briskarov. When Yaakov Avinu says to Yosef, I'm giving you Shechem. I'm giving Yishchem which I took from the Emorim with my sword and my spear. And now we know that Yaakov never fought Shechem. His sons were the ones who went to fight. So what does he mean? I took Shechem with my sword and my spear. The Targum says, With my prayer and my supplication. And the Briskarov asks, what's the difference between a, pra- a prayer and a supplication? Why is the one compared to a sword and the other one compared to a spear? And he says, it's well known, the difference between a sword and a spear is that a sword is sharp in its own right. A person can just touch a sword, which is lying on the wall, and you can cut himself. Whereas a spear is only a weapon of war it is only something which can cause damage when it's being thrown. And how lethal the spear is depends on the person who's throwing it. And says the Briskarov, there's two kinds of tefillah. There's a tefillah where the words of the tefillah themselves have an effect. It was a tefillah crafted to be powerful. And if that's the case, it isn't so dependent on the person who's saying the tefillah. Because the tefillah has power in its own right. It's a sword. That's Ashman Esrei. The Nefesh Chaim says in Peshar Beis that the Ashman Esrei was put together by Nivim, who understood the meaning of every word, who understood how every word is going to affect what the Ashman Esrei is going to do in Shemayim. How this tefillah is going to 
pierced through all the mechitzas of Shemay. And now it's always appropriate regardless of the time or the day or the situation. So we have a tefillah which in its own is crafted as a perfect tefillah. Both physically and spiritually it can, it can achieve a tremendous amount. And therefore it doesn't depend so much on the person who's davening it. It's a sword. It's a sword and if, it's, if a person just says the words and thinks of what he's saying, it will go straight to Shema. But there's another kind of tefillah, it's application. The nusach that a person thinks in his own modes, he forms in his own heart. And he turns to Hashem, please HaKadosh Baruch Hu, help me, please HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is what I need. And if that's the case, it doesn't have the power of the words which are the perfect words of tefillah, which have been constructed together by Naveen. And therefore the force is the fskus of the person davening. And the greater the person, the more schosim he has, the more he can send that tefillah towards Shemayim the further that spear is going to fly. That's the difference between a tefillah and tachanonim, between a prayer and a supplication. And if you understand this, you're sorry, Rabbi, so let's go back to the Gemara we spoke about before. And that is, when we look to the tefillah of Eliezer, so of course, Eliezer intended to meet Rivka himself, to choose the girl he was going to approach, to ask, please give me water. And as you saw previously, maybe it wasn't a, a component which was necessary to think about because that's the standard, that's what one would expect in every girl, that you can see, that you can walk, that she's healthy. But what the Gemara meant is as the koyach of a tefillah. Was it the perfect tefillah which would have results as a tefillah? And the answer is no. As a tefillah, it's It's not a complete tefillah. A tefillah which doesn't accurately and fully describe what the person wants. Mitzad the tefillah, we can say it doesn't have the koyach which is going to bring the result. And he says, the person is going to fight Goliath. He's going to get my daughter. Of course, Shaul's going to decide who he wants as a son-in-law. He's going to make sure it's a kosher Jew. So there isn't a practical consideration is the mistake going to happen. But if you're asking me, what Shaul said, was his lotion as a tefillah something which was perfect? No. There was something missing in that. But nevertheless, they were answered Kahogan. They were answered right. Why? I think this is the main point. Because when Eliezer came to Davin, he was davening in the schus of Abraham Avinu. And therefore, he was saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, please send me a wife of So even if the tefillah, Mitzah, the tefillah didn't deserve to get answered perfectly. It wasn't letter perfect. But it had the Kayach of Avram Avinu behind it. In Avram's Chus Hashem answered me. So in Avram's Chus he got answered. Similarly, when Shaul came to ask for who's going to want to defeat God, yes, he deserves a king's daughter. Like we said, Shaul understood that person has to be a tremendous tzaddik. That person has to have tremendous pitachan 
to be willing to fight the giant. And therefore, in his schus, he's going to overcome God, yes. Like David Tessashal. I've took a, a, destroyed a lion, a bear. I'm sure Hashem is going to save me. And therefore, even if the word that Shaul said, he didn't describe perfectly and properly what the tefillah was meant to be, but he was relying on the schus of the one who would be who would fight Goliath, that in his schus he would be successful. The schus of David. Whereas when it came to Yiftach, Yiftach said, the first thing to come out of my house will be a carbon. It wasn't the right lashon to use. He had no idea what that was going to be. But let's think, in whose schus was he relying? And therefore, in whose schus does Yiftach want to be answered? The answer is, in his own schus. In his own schus. In the schus of the carbon I'm going to bring, that's what you should answer me. And this brings us to the next point. A person can't daven to Hashem to save him in his own schus. The Gemara says in Baba Metziah, that if a person davens and thinks, I deserve to be answered, that's more of a sign for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to open, so to speak, his account and say, do you really deserve it? Because the premise that Hashem, you have to answer me because I deserve it, is a reason for Hashem to consider maybe you don't deserve it. And therefore, when Yiftach happens, so his own source isn't a reason to be answered. And was his tefillah which would be answered mitzad the koyach of the tefillah? Also not. Which is why Yiftach wasn't zeichet to a positive outcome to his tefillah. That brings us back to the Gemara of Chizkiyahu. When Chizkiyahu davens to Hashem, and he says, Hashem, Zuchar is Hashem, Sadaqti Lefanecha. I'm davening for you, I'm davening to save me in my own schos. That's not a reason why Kodesh Baruch is going to save someone. Even if they have this schos. Even if they have this schos. But for a person to say, Hashem, because I have this schos, that's why I'm expecting you to answer me. On the contrary, that's a reason for a person to be judged. And therefore, if Hashem wants to save your shalim, He tells Chizkiyahu, it will work, but not in your schus. It will work in the schus of David Amelech. If the tefillah wasn't perfect, mitzad the lashon of the tefillah, then what's going to make the tefillah work is the is the tachanunim, is the koyach of the of the schus of the person. About whom the tefillah is going to work. And Ramosha Ben says, "Hakadosh Baruch I'm diving to bischus the avos." So again, what's the tachanunim? What's the koyach of whose schus is making this tefillah right? That's what Chazal tells us. Moshe had the schus to save Klal Yisrael. Chizkiyahu had the schus to save Klal Yisrael. But if a person is going to save Hashem, save me in my schus. That's the reason why you know, that, that's the reason why Hashem won't save him in his chos. Moshe didn't ask in his chos. So now the koyach of that tefillah was the koyach of the tefillah of Moshe. And in his chos the tefillah got answered. Chizkiyahu had this chosin. We saw the Torah that's relating that he spread was enough to destroy to destroy us But the fact that he asked Hakadosh Baruch Hu in my chos save me is not going to work. And therefore, it has to be tired of the source of It has to be tired of the source of somebody else.
And here we come to the last point. When Moshe Rabbeinu davens to Hashem to let him enter Israel. And who's Chus? He wasn't a daven in his own Chus. Chazal pointed that out. He wasn't going to say, Hashem, I deserve, after all I've done for you, after all I've done for Klai Yisrael to let him enter Israel. Even if he would have, a tefillah which a person davens because I deserve it doesn't work. So what is Moshe's option? And this is a Chiddush. The Chazal tell us, Moshe said, Hashem, I'm davening in your schus. And the fact that you're a Baal Chesed, and the fact that you're a Baal Rachamim, and the fact that you want to give even if people don't deserve, that's the Koyach I'm davening based on. And that's the new Yisod in Tfilah. Tfilah for a person who feels he's an Oni. And therefore he says, HaKadosh Baruch Masiach, my, my expressions, my speech, it's, it's in front of you. And what koyach do I have that this fish should be answered? In the koyach I'm relying on your rachamim. That's also a tefillah which has a koyach. So you've seen two things. There's a kind of tefillah which gets answered because the, the words of the tefillah have a koyach. For that to happen, it words have to be perfect. And if mitzad the loshen, not that a mistake was going to happen, but mitzad the loshen is not perfect, so then that's not going to be the koyach which, was, which brings this tefillah to be answered. Then it's going to be in the category of tachanunim, the koyach of the person davening. And what koyach does the person davening have? Either it's his schosim, if he has a schosim for that, but then that's not something you can ask for. Or he's going to daven in the schos of somebody else who deserves it. That works. Like he has a daven in the schos of Abraham. Or, and this will work for all of us, to daven b'schos the fact that I'll be davening to Hashem. B'schos Hashem's rachamim. That's how you want to be answered. And with those factors, then, whether it's with the koyach of the shcherev, or the koyach of the chanis, whether it's the koyach of the sword, or the koyach of the supplication of the spear, then a person can rely on the hope that his tefillah will be answered at the table.